0: everyone, and welcome to the Protege podcast. My name is Katie Carroll. I'm sitting here with Christina Moorsman. And today we're just going to hang out and talk a little bit about some fun stories in the design build world. Now, Christina, have you had any interesting experiences at houses? <laughs> it's <laughs> so big. That's a really broad <laughs> question. I know. I want to see where it'll take you. <laughs> I've had a lot of interesting experiences at houses. Um, First of all, when you step into somebody's home, that's their personal space, especially when you're in there day after day for a while, you uh, hear and see an array of interesting things. Um, I try to stay out of people's way for the most part. Um, but the best experiences usually come from older homes and where there's actually things that the homeowner themselves may not know is there. So like what? <laughs> well, um, I mean that that experience goes from an array of finding hidden rooms to finding little remnants of past owners. There's there's a lot of a lot of directions we can go from there. <laughs> Have you found a hidden room before? Actually, yes. Um, One home that we worked with in the past, in Park Hill actually, uh, there was a hidden coal room that the opening had been walled over in from the basement. And I was kind of crawling around (laughs) on the ground looking at the gas meter outside, and I noticed there was this like vent opening under the porch. So naturally, being the curious person I am, I got a flashlight out and shined it under the porch, and I could see a brick arched opening. Um, And the other half of the, you know, under the space was infilled with dirt, but I could see that at some point there had been an opening or an entrance into the space. And naturally looking at my blueprints, I was like, well, I don't have this opening marked. So it, yeah, it ended up being behind a wall. And later, once we started doing demolition, we found it. Um, And it was actually kind of interesting because it was half and filled with dirt, but there was a chair under there and some other things, and we didn't even finish excavating it to see what else could have been down there. But just from the visibility that we did have, it was a really interesting find. How old do you imagine it is? Uh, probably original to the house. So the a lot of houses used to have coal burning fireplaces or boilers furnaces, whichever it was that was their main source of heat and they would have some sort of room to store the coal since it is dirty. Come down, they'd get it in through the chute, whatever it was, and they would store it wherever the closest access point to say a fireplace or one of those um, heating mechanisms would be. A lot of people maybe didn't have something as big as a room. Um, It could have been just some sort of small storage box but this particular instance they had quite a bit of storage for it and it was just covered up. (laughs) So it'd probably been a few decades since someone had been in that room. Yeah, you know, it's hard to tell when somebody would have walled it over, and why. So that's the, that. That was the other thing. We were like, this thing's half and full of dirt, and somebody walled over it. Why? <laughs> but did you ever you know, figure out why? No, no. Uh, the homeowner at the time didn't want to take the time to you know excavate it, and the opening was only like a you know window that was probably like two feet high by mm-hmm. three feet wide. So. It would have been an operation. Yeah, definitely picks my curiosity to this day. could <laughs> not do anything with it though? Um, we could have. It was just a matter of did they want to use the space in that way. It was about a hundred square feet, which is a pretty significant amount. You know, it would have taken to kind of re-engineer the opening and get all the dirt out when there's not like a place to get it out directly to the outside. It would have to go through the basement up the stairs. Uh, so it was just not what the homeowner wanted to do with the space for now, so. Have you ever taken an unknown room and done something with it? (laughs) That's actually been the only one that I've found as far as unknown. Um, There's also spaces that people have never used that are under porches or whichever small rooms that are unfinished where the brick walls are bare or whatever it is. I mean, definitely finished storage is something that a lot of people will do with old crawl spaces and things like that. And it's a good storage opportunity, it's just that a lot of them are dirty or people are scared to go (laughs) in it because of vermin or whatever it may be. Um, But Ghosts, potentially, depending on your homeowner and what their particular beliefs are around that. It's a scary, dark place usually and we try to brighten it up, clean it up, and then make it usable. Have you found anything recently that struck an interest? (laughs) Yeah, we actually are working on a place over on Elizabeth Street here in Denver and uh, there, there's an, another room under the porch with a small access door. This one luckily wasn't covered up. And <laughs> it was funny because it's a room that we've been kind of going under and seeing. okay, what could we do with this? Maybe it's a storage closet. Maybe it's, you know, something we leave unfinished. Um, and there is a bunch of hay down there and some other debris and come to find out they've owned it for over 50 years and they, it's just not somewhere they've ever gone into. So they didn't even know it was down there. Funny enough, this last time that we were there, The homeowner was like, I found a chicken coop down there when we were cleaning it out. And we were like, a chicken coop? And sure enough, there's straw hay and other like little buckets and barrels and things. And now we joke that it's the chicken dungeon um, because (laughs) chickens would have gotten zero natural light down there. And funny enough, she actually did, they planted a doll for when I opened the door for me to find. It had long red hair and it was just sitting on the dirt waiting for me to open the door, and they got to get cute <laughs> it. made me feel great, because it means that the homeowners are okay with, you know, playing around with me and joking around, it looked a lot like Chucky's bride, um, <laughs> and so they, I opened the door and they just laughed themselves silly, um, but I know, I love that, I love when homeowners feel comfortable joking around and interacting, mm-hmm. and I told them I'm going to get them back, but <laughs> 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 lots of, lots of treasures to be found, and there's a lot of things that people would hide intentionally and different things I've discovered over time. And sometimes there's stuff that point people pointed out to me that have worked in the historic industry of- uh, People hiding things. Yes, yes. Um, so whether it be in the floorboards and the stairs, people actually used to cut off the top of their doors and stuff, you know, jewelry or whatever it was down into that hollow space and then put it back and paint over it and seal it that way. And that was just- whether they didn't feel comfortable putting it in the bank or thought they were you know, a little bit paranoid, whatever <laughs> it was, there's all kinds of ways that people would hide things in older homes. So if you just look closely, somebody was showing me that works a lot with an, uh, historic restoration that there was this one floorboard at this one house we worked at that had like eight nails in it. And so it was like somebody had cut that particular piece out and probably hid something in it. But of course, it's really hard to get up without damaging the floor. Um, And then steps especially are something that people would hide things in. This is almost turning into a little mini treasure hunt. (laughs) It is, it is. Attics especially. Like people um, can sometimes find their old blueprints of the original house in their attic. That's where they used to store them when they would build the house for a long time. So that's another thing that is uh, often uh, and often good treasury find. You have to usually go back in the very back depths of the attic, but for a long time, even homeowners that would pass on the house would just leave those up there for the next homeowner. I know, I've never been in my attic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was a practice that they did at the turn of the century. You know, newer houses wouldn't necessarily have their plans of the home in the attic, but it's kind of a cool thing to look for. Why would people leave other things off of a blueprint? Well, there's several reasons, depending on the size of the home like with the blueprint, if there was a renovation, sometimes they wouldn't update the plans. And then sometimes, you know, a lot of people, and this goes for homes, no matter when they were built, a lot of these plans are done pre-construction. And when you're building a home, things can change, plans can change, the homeowner changes their mind, whatever it is. And so people will try to hand me a set of plans from the house and say, can you use this to work on the design? And I'm always like, no, because, you know, Whether it's a bearing wall that shifted a foot or two, or sometimes things change drastically where a window wasn't put in or whatever it is, I very much insist on taking my own measurements for those reasons. It's just because construction changes things. You run into things that shift, or they're more difficult, or the dirt wasn't what they thought it was when they excavated it whatever the reason may be. What is uh, your favorite thing you found in a house that you weren't expecting? (laughs) Um, I would say records that the homeowners before kept. This one house, the same one we found the hidden coal room in, there was a filing cabinet on the second level uh, that had been in what I call the doctor's office, because it turned out there was a orthopedic surgeon that had been a World War II vet that had lived there for over 60 years. And he kept meticulous records. And I'm talking down to the point of, well, he did his own electrical throughout the house, which he mapped out and did drawings for down to where every outlet was and which ones were connected to you know, the breaker box. And that was really helpful to when the lines had been scoped and what they had found out about you know tree root infiltration and things of that nature which were very helpful when it came time to look at the plumbing of the house for adding another bathroom and i mean even what plants were added like in the 70s so that was really unexpected um there was even photos of the house when it had been worked on throughout the years uh, back going back to the 60s that was a really really unique find and definitely helped the construction process because they didn't need to dig things up and we didn't need to open walls as much to know it was back there because the homeowner had taken such a good record. Have you found anything else that's not paperwork? <laughs> <laughs> of course you'd say paperwork is the most interesting thing you found. It is! House <laughs> records are incredibly interesting if you're a big dork like I am. Um, I would say, let's see what else have I found, I found antlers in an attic one time that had been, a lot of homeowners in these big historical houses, they've left things, which isn't something you see in a lot of newer homes, right? And so you'll find generations of objects and old like newspapers and all kinds of things. But yeah, I found a big set of antlers in this attic that we were cleaning out. And this house had five attics actually. So (laughs) we're gonna go over that. (laughs) (laughs) This particular house had five attics and a couple of them had been closed off completely, so we had to open them through the process. But there was this one that it looked like a little like it had been a kid's playhouse at one point and they kind of used it as a little clubhouse because we actually I shined the flashlight on the back wall. And you could see the little kids had written their names in like black crayon or something. Um, And then when I later compared those names to the files, I'd found this doctor had had seven children and it matched the names of the children that he talked about in his records of the home and taxes and things of that nature. Um, And they had like a little kids like play table and like a little lamp set up. And weirdly enough, the little door that went to that attic locked from the inside. That one, a little creepy. Not really sure there. Um, It's been creepy this whole time. (laughs) Great. Um, Yeah, and it was funny because when we were first opening up that attic, all the construction guys are like, I'm not going in there. The little girl from the grudge is going to grab me. Especially after they saw the kids riding on yeah, the back wall. Yeah, that's creepy. And I was like, give me a flashlight. And I had to be the one to go back there and like sort through all Because there were like trash bags of like old rugs and bedding and things of that nature. So I can see how they were creeped out, but somebody had to do it. So I guess it had to be me. It had to be you. So that's attic one. <laughs> that's attic one. Um, two of the other ones were pretty much empty. And there was one that where the opening was pretty much completely blocked off, minus what a very small person could fit in, so naturally i had to be the one to go up there too. And they had walled over the opening partially when they built the closet in this one bedroom. Because a lot of bedrooms didn't necessarily have closets when they were built, which is where you get, when you go into an old home and you see like a window in a closet and you're like, why is this here? It's because that closet probably wasn't there when the house was built. Yeah, so there are a lot of windows and closets. Is another thing I find. Um, (laughs) But going back to the whole that attic, that one, it actually showed the original roof of the house because there had been an addition and they had just kind of like basically built it right back into the old house. And so that was kind of cool to see the old old roofing that hadn't been touched. That was pretty much the five attics. And then there was another one that was directly on the other side of that, that was on the inside of where that old. Uh, original structure of the home had been. Didn't find much there either. I, I just can't even imagine what a house of five attics looks like. <laughs> even bl- like blueprint-wise. I just can't <laughs> even put it together. That sounds, but it have like three basements? Uh, no, just one basement. Um, but that basement in particular had the disappearing staircase that I think I've, post- <laughs> I've po- <laughs> posted pictures of online. Also it had like a little what we called the wine cellar which was the storage room that had wine racking. Uh, I don't know if that was its original intention. Um, three different coal chutes, it had that secret coal room, a fireplace that was a original Buckeye cast iron fireplace, which is, they're pretty rare, and kind of a collector's item if you have one. It's uh, kind of neat. And then also that one had the majestic coal chute, which was pretty revolutionary for its time. because it made it so majestic? <laughs> it was self-closing. So a lot of coal chutes you'll see black around the rim on the brick. Um, so but this particular coal chute had a self the first like self closing latch so that when the they delivered the coal, it didn't get around the rim of the brick, so it didn't leave much residue, and they didn't have to close it with their dirty hands or whatever it was. It was just self closing, which we have everything that's self closing now, but that was a big big turning point in terms of little technology here and there that changed, yeah, how dirty your shoot would get. (laughs) (laughs) Well, little technology makes a big difference. It does, it does. You seem to know a lot of those things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just exploring, exploring and research. A lot of the times when I find things, I don't necessarily know what it is or how significant it was until I research it, but you just build on knowledge by stumbling across things and it makes you think in a different way of wow, how would people have used this before this existed? And then the next house you find you know, has something of that that may not have been quite so prominent, and then you know what it is or what it would have been. And yeah, it's just always self-building because it's interesting to see the evolution of thought that's shown by how houses were built and how they changed over time. You, uh, earlier you mentioned the disappearing staircase, <laughs> yeah. what does that look like and why does that happen? <laughs> so this particular house had five remodels, several of those. One for each attic. <laughs> no, that's funny though. Uh, um, I think the house originally had four attics, if I have mapped it out correctly. But, and then the fifth one came with a three-story addition to the back of the house. This house in particular, they they expanded the kitchen probably three times, um, heading from the back of the house toward the back of the property. And when they did that, they ended up extending the house over what would have been an exterior staircase at the time. So in the basement, there was also this window inside and it was like a big puzzle to everybody. And I was like, you know, I really feel like this, this staircase would have been outside at some point. And everybody's like, no, 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 kind of blew me off. And then the structural engineer came, and he was like, no, this was definitely outside at one point. It was like pointing at things on the concrete and ground. And I'm just like, I freaking told you guys. (laughs) No one listens to me. Um, But so what happened was when they extended the house, the kitchen, over what would have been that exterior staircase like I'm talking about, they just kind of took the top off. This old shed as well as um, they just kind of terminated the stairs where they were. Uh, It was a common practice to not remove things when people renovated. That's why you'll see like, you know, wood flooring under carpet and, you know, or tile flooring that was under carpet that didn't ever come up. Even old pipes that aren't connected to anything that may be in the ceiling whatever it is just to save time and money. i don't i really don't know i don't know if it because it, it really are things sometimes it's things that really wouldn't have saved that much time <laughs> or money it just wasn't a practice to remove things if you could just cover it up that's why you'll find five layers of paint on your window seal if you have a historic home it just they didn't you know think to be like okay let's thin this paint off and then resurface it no it was just Cover it up if it could be covered up. you (laughs) got to watch out for that old paint. Oh, yeah. Lead paint's a big one in historic homes because your top layer of paint may not have it, but one of those five probably will underneath. So that's another thing that people often become surprised over when we start getting into demolition is, okay, there's some work to be done here before we can even touch this. (laughs) Well, that's a lot less fun of a thing to find (laughs) than five attics and mystery coal shoots and... Dungeon chicken coops. It's a little bit less exciting, but very important to think about. So, <laughs> Is there uh, anything else you'd like to add? Any other interesting tidbit? You know, um, other than that, that's probably the extent of the major fun things I've found. But So far. So far. <laughs> right, so far. We have several big historical projects coming up, and I look forward to seeing what I'll, I'll find there. Well, so. Awesome. Thank you for sitting down and talking with Absolutely. It's always a pleasure. And thank you for listening. Hope you tune in to the next Prodigy Podcast.